Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining us for the second episode of our podcast all about hypertrichosis. On today's episode, we will be diving in and taking a closer look at how hypertrichosis relates to other systems in the body. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Just as a brief recap of what we talked about in our first episode, hypertrichosis is a very rare genetic mutation in which hair grows all over a person's body. It is separated into two categories, which are congenital hypertrichosis, which is um, diagnosed from birth, and acquired hypertrichosis, which occurs later on in life and has a multitude of causes. So there are also multiple different categories of hair, lanuga, which is a fine, soft hair, vellus, which is a shorter hair, and terminal, which is long, thick hair. Now, when we say that the hair grows all over the body, what we really mean is that the hair grows everywhere where hair follicles are located. Hair follicles are found on mammalian skin in the second layer of skin called the dermis. The dermis is a deeper and thicker layer of skin that sits below our top layer of skin called the epidermis. Hair follicles have a bulb shape at the bottom, and that helps to anchor the hair and contains the root of our hair. The root is composed of protein cells called keratin, and as the hair grows, it pushes up through the skin to the surface where it is exposed. Just like in cases of hypertrichosis, a large portion of our bodies are covered in hair follicles, even if it's more minimal in comparison. Think about where you can find hair follicles on your own body, places like your arms, legs, stomach, back, and even your face. Now, think about where hair doesn't grow, places like the palms of your hands, soles of your feet, and lips. The lack of hair in these areas is the same for those diagnosed with hypertrichosis. Why? Because our body lacks hair follicles in these areas. So, while hypertrichosis may look very different, the hair growth is found in the same locations as someone who does not have hypertrichosis. Simply put, No hair follicles equals no hair. There has been some interesting research surrounding acquired hypertrichosis lanuginosa. If you recall from our last episode, acquired hypertrichosis lanuginosa is a specific kind of hypertrichosis that develops later on in life, so in adulthood, and consists of very fine, soft lanuga hair that typically covers the eyebrows, forehead, ears, and nose. Some research has stated that this form of hypertrichosis is considered to be a paraneoplastic phenomenon that occurs prior to the diagnosis of cancer. Um, I know that that's a big word. So again, if we break this one down, para means alongside of, beside, or near. And neoplastic refers to the neoplasm, which is an abnormal growth of cells, also known as a tumor. So a paraneoplastic phenomenon is a rare disorder that occurs when the body has an abnormal response to neoplasm. Therefore, it's a disorder that occurs alongside of or at the same time as the growth of a tumor. Now, the tumor can be benign, which means it's not cancerous, or malignant, which means it is cancerous. In some cases, when acquired hypertrichosis lanuginosa has occurred, it does correlate with the discovery of a cancerous tumor. The symptoms that occur with this specific type of hypertrichosis result in the transformation of hair follicles to lanuga hair follicles, and it mostly affects, again, the facial area. 
The cancers most associated with this form include breast cancer, lung cancer, and colon cancer. This phenomenon all relates back to hair growth. So the definitive cause behind acquired hypertrichosis lanuginosa occurring as a perineoplastic phenomenon is still being researched, but it is hypothesized that the tumor cells are produced by cytokines, which are small protein cells that help to regulate regulate tumor growth, and these cytokines are also promoting hair growth. Both tumor cells and hair cells are really fast, active-growing cells, and therefore it is apparently both are stimulated by the cytokine. Um, This form of hypertrichosis, I also just wanted to add, has been found alongside multiple uh, peroneoplastic syndromes of the skin, called peroneoplastic dermatosis. This can cause the skin to become dry and scaly, um, have dark velvety hyperpigmentation, and thickening of the palms or the soles. Um, So sometimes you'll see that on top of um, the the lanuga hair growth and hypertrichosis. Um, Again, this is very rare, but it has been documented a few times and is still being researched. As previously mentioned, the etiology of acquired hypertrichosis can come from a multitude of other systemic disorders. One of those causes includes damage to the central nervous system, or the CNS. The central nervous system is an extremely essential and important part of our body and consists of the brain and the spinal cord. The CNS is responsible for coordinating messages going to and from the body to the neurons in our brain. The spinal cord is constantly sending information to the brain about the external environment and the body's movements, and the brain responds by coordinating everything from your muscle movement, emotions, thoughts, planning, and more. I'm sure you're starting to understand just how important the CNS is, but unfortunately, there are ways in which the central nervous system can sustain damage, including a traumatic brain injury. A traumatic brain injury, or a TBI, is caused by an external force to the brain, such as a car accident, a fall, a sports injury, if an object penetrates the skull, and other unfortunate incidents. Your brain is, of course, protected by the skull and the cerebrospinal fluid that surrounds it. However, if a force or blow to the head is strong enough, the brain can still be damaged. TBIs have a multitude of symptoms and can range in severity. Some of these symptoms include things like memory loss, personality change, difficulty with executive functioning, such as planning or organizing, speech and language impairments, and in some very rare cases, hypertrichosis has been recorded as a symptom following damage to the central nervous system. Some rare symptoms of hypertrichosis actually affect a part of our skeletal system, This is a topic that I mentioned briefly in our first episode, but just to give a little more insight, research suggests that there is a pattern of hypertrichosis with terminal hair, so the long, thick, dark hair, um, that growth occurring alongside dental defects. So more specifically, gingival hyperplasia. Gingival hyperplasia is an overgrowth of the gums that often covers some or all of the teeth. This can lead to misaligned teeth and the inability to maintain proper oral hygiene, which only causes more issues like gum disease and tooth rotting. 
If gingival hyperplasia occurs in someone young, it can even occur, um, it can even affect tooth eruption, which means it can delay when your teeth grow and appear through the gums. In some cases of hypertrichosis, teeth are even missing, even without a diagnosis of gingival hyperplasia. Unfortunately, due to the rarity of these cases and the exact cause and connection between hypertrichosis and teeth defects is currently unknown. There are only a few cases um, where this has been presented and studied, but um, researchers haven't come to a firm conclusion. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our second episode about hypertrichosis. We hope you learned something new today, and we are very excited for our next episode coming soon. Thank you, and have a great day.